And God always wins in the end. Come on. That's yes. the one thing Thank we have to Lord. hold, you know, is our is our faith is God's gonna win the Amen. battle in the end. So, you know, we're fighting evil here and we have to reject that and, and keep fighting. Ignition sequence start. Five, four, three, two, one. Obliterating social norms and overrunning the cultural corrosion with righteous rhetoric and common sense. This is Overflow, the extended conversation covering life, today's newsbreakers, and the occasional banter with the most interesting members of the human species. Signaling from the conservative chasm of Central Valley, California, it's the outlaws your conscience warned you about. Let's welcome your hosts, Loto and Phil Bill. What up, what up, what up, what up, everybody? Or score minus one, fellas. It's episode nineteen. Yeah. Wow, man! This is a special day. By the time that this episode drops, it will be Veterans Day. So we want to say on behalf of everybody here in the studio and the whole extended family, thank you all, veterans. Philville, yes. how you doing, bro? Doing great. Happy Veterans Day to all the veterans out there. It's great Amen. being back. Lodo, looking forward to it. Man, I've been looking forward to this for quite a while. Yes, yes, definitely, man. We 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 dropped the first last week. You know, we had our, our first uh, call-in show. You know, that was really cool, man, with Guillermo. And then we got another first for everybody today. Yes. Philip, drop the drip real quick. All right, we have a great show for you today. Thank you for being part of Overflow EXT Podcast. Today we have a great lineup for newsmakers and breakers, a special edition with a special contributor joining us today, talking about the elections drama, some wins and some upsets, some winners and losers. What else will be talking some non-election news, some geek out entertainment uh, spotlight. First... Lolo, how are you doing? And did you vote at least? Man, I I, I voted, bro. Uh, there was definitely no way I wasn't going to vote, especially this time around. I really believe that this was a very important election year. Yes, uh, myself too. You know, I, for a quick moment, I was like, oh, I don't have time. I got to do this, this and this. And I'm like, you know what? I have my ballot in my hand. It was not filled out yet. So I went to the outside the Dropbox and I just started filling it out right there in the parking lot. Because if I knew I left... I wasn't going to do it. Come back. But hey, Amen. that's what it is. We got to be intentional about voting. By the time this, this episode drops, it's Veterans Day. On behalf of the extended family, we want to wish all of you veterans a happy Veterans Day, especially your family, and say thank you for the sacrifice that you have made and putting your name on the line for the rest of us. address some things that just happened recently and there's no way we could address it without bringing in the big guns matter of fact the young gun <laughs> i, I want to introduce somebody right phil yes. somebody amazing man somebody is definitely a part of the extended family here you know works the cameras you know and all that helps with producing you know got his uh, uh dj company going on man let me just introduce him philville this is kxcx yes, senior is. reporter senior reporter on the, the job the all the great, time all always the time. ready to go yes the great matt white give it up for matt Thank you. Thank Welcome, you guys. Man. Yeah, I appreciate the invite. Usually working the camera, so it's nice to be on the flip side for change. Yes, so. and, but, oh, yeah. And you're very experienced. You've you've had yes. a, you have podcasts of all the years. You've been in radio. So it's hey, it's great having you being part of the team and 
being on with us in front of the camera this time. This yeah, time today. So it's nice to see you extended family besides the voiceovers earlier in the show. I remember, I think it was the Fresno Fair episode. That's the only time I've been in. So. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's yeah. So yeah, we were talking right. about, I think it was corn dogs. Oh I my think, right? goodness. Oh, Philip yes. was all about it and Lodo was not about it. Yeah. So. yeah. No. Hey, great memory there. That, yeah. I, hey, making me hungry already. Amen. Exactly. All right, Lodo. You know, I, I'm really excited about Matt and about you being here because family, you're, you're going to see that how much talent has been hiding behind that camera, you know, so, so I can't wait to get into our discussion, you know, that we're bringing him in for. And again, he is a first, our first ex- extended contributor. Today's a special edition and we yeah. want to get to that. So, yes. uh, well, let's get started, right? So it's time for... It's your news makers and breakers. All right. So we're going to be talking about some winners and losers. And we decided to talk about losers, but you got to understand in election... When somebody else's win is somebody else's loss. So we're doing our best to present this. And uh, again, we don't preach party. We preach uh, vote for your values. And so the first one, we're going to talk about the loss of Oz. Oz lost uh, the election to Fetterman. And there's been a controversy with him and his health. So we're going to kind of take it around the table here. We'll start with our, our new contributor. Hey, what do you think took place there with Fetterman? And what pushed him over the edge of the that win? Well, I think there's a lot of variables you can consider in this race, particularly. And I think with Dr. Oz from the start, wasn't like a wildly popular candidate to start with, of course, being in TV and the claim to fame there, and, you know, even the late endorsements. But even I remember back when Trump brought him on stage, he got smatters of collapse. It wasn't somebody that people were really excited about, yeah. Yeah. but it was yeah. better than, of course, a Fetterman who had a stroke recently. We always want to pray for our opponents in terms of going through something like that. Cause that's a, that's a tragic event in your life. But when you're talking about the democratic party and, you know, going for a sympathy vote and, and putting somebody up there, that's not capable of leading um, in that office. And we, we see that even with president Biden, who is not capable of even doing the presidency. I think there's a lot of factors, but I think there was not a lot of rural turnout. I think the energy wasn't there. Of course, not having Trump on the ticket this time around could have, you know, did something yeah. in terms of the voting there. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Pennsylvania was one of the states that was questioned in the 2020 election yeah. as well. So there's yeah. a lot of variables that can come into play on this one. Yeah. And Lodo, you know, we, we saw the media on both sides really push push uh, Fetterman and they're calling him a hero. He does have a disability because of, of the stroke. Do you think that took play in uh, the media endorsing him and really pushing him as a hero? Um, the media had anything to do with the elections? No, is that a serious question? Or? <laughs> I know. Well, this and, and the guy and the fact that I just want to mention the fact the guy lived at home in his basement until he was forty six years old. This mm-hmm. guy was not ready for office, but. Like I said, late in this run, having a stroke and still uh, continuing okay. the push. And everybody saw that horrendous debate where he opened the night with saying good night. Like this guy was not ready for office. Wow. Yet the Democrat Party pushed this guy as the guy. And again, Dr. Oz wasn't very popular in the primaries. It was just like, this is the best that we got. And I think that was a big mistake because when you're talking about a state like Pennsylvania being back and forth, you needed to have somebody like a Trump, like a DeSantis, very popular to energize the base. And especially in this election, I think we got to see an opportunity with Trump not being on the ticket for, you know, the rhino establishment to, hey, put your best out there. But I think Trump not being Mm -hmm. announced for president didn't bring out that rural vote that I think they expected in Pennsylvania. And that's why we saw such a, I think a low turnout and why Oz ultimately didn't pull a victory out here. Yeah. Phil, what, what, what do you say about the whole Fetterman thing? Well, I, I really think the him having the debate after the early vote 
mm-hmm. made a big difference because a lot of people were saying that they wouldn't have changed their vote if they saw you know him not really able just the capable the ability to yeah. even put to get put together sentences uh in in a debate or let alone just just interviews i mean so it, can you imagine he's going to be having a closed captions happening in the middle of debate in the middle of just the back and forth on the floor. So I, I, yeah. I know he's going to, I know we wish him well. We don't want, we want, we're not demonizing him, but we, we know that for our, our Congress, we need to have a, somebody who's capable. Yeah. So, so that's, yeah. I mean, you know, of course we definitely want to pray, you know, for Fetterman, you know, but I think you point to, to our, our next loss, you know, uh, of, of the election, you know, and it comes back because because there's a there's a big elephant in the room and oh, and I don't yes. mind talking about it and that's election integrity yeah. you know uh, there's you know uh, I remember even with that race there was the whole um, the judge that you know ruled and said that they couldn't count the the undated envelopes you know uh, 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 ballots yes. you know which which I'm wondering you know because another judge came and said that oh no they can so I'm wondering how much that impacted the election for you know for Oz or, or Fetterman. What do you think about that with the election integrity? I, I think it, it definitely was a loser because we still don't have any clearance. I, I think so. And if we remember the Democrats and a lot of people remember it's short term memory in politics. A lot of people don't remember two years ago, let alone a year ago, what's happening in politics. And I think Dinesh D'Souza showed that in his 2000 Mules documentary yes. in Pennsylvania, where people are stuffing ballot boxes and they did geo tracking to see phones and to show, hey, there's people actually making all these stops at all these ballot boxes. There's mm. no coincidence, but hey, that's not enough evidence and video evidence even to add to that, you got people putting 20, 30 ballots in and we're supposed to believe that our country has safe and fair elections when a lot of these covid rules are still in place in here, especially here in California. How do we even know if we can trust our elections here? And I think a lot of people are losing faith in a system yeah. that's not working for them. They don't feel that their voice is being heard. So that's yes. another reason I think a lot of people didn't turn out to vote because they're not they They don't believe their vote counts. So it's even aside from the fact that living in a one party state, oh, your vote doesn't count. We hear that all the time. But in a state like Pennsylvania, especially after what happened in 2020, people Mm -hmm. are like, ah, skeptical. And you need to have some kind of energy and issues to like really fight up, fight for in this election. And Trump not being on the ballot, I think, hurt them. I think it's a major factor because we're, we're, okay. For those of you watching, listening, and you're like thinking, there they go. They're denying elections. You know, I, I, I think there's a, uh, there's something about us saying that we're denying elections, but we want every vote to count. We want every, but, but we just asking for fair elections. So I think there's some questions to be, be concerned mm-hmm. for. And I think we're forgetting on both sides. This is a, should be a very important election integrity. And if, you know, all we want is just, Every vote to be counted. And I know that Maricopa County, we're going to play a sound bite right here about what took place. So what happens is we have two tabulators. One of the tabulators is not working. Okay. The other tabulator is taking about 75% successful. So 25% of them are being misread. And it could be a printer issue um, or it could be the tabulator itself. So when it's misread, you have an option to put it into what's called box three. And it gets read, whether it goes downtown and gets read manually or whether it gets refed in into our tab. You don't want to adjudicate. They get read. No. Okay? So no one's trying to <laughs> deceive anybody. Of course not. Not on election day. That would never happen, right? No. That would never happen. So 
So choices are, you know, you guys. Can I ask you a question? Sure. If I get up there and that happens to my ballot, can I take my ballot with me and go somewhere else? You cannot leave these premises with a ballot. Sorry. And there's not, there's not even a Because I don't trust you going to box. The box may never be No. No way. The choice is. I'll come back. The choice is to wait Maricopa County has been a controversy for several elections. And I think what stood out for this one is that they, the ju- a judge ruled they did not want to extend the hours when another state, they extended the hours because you know what? That state, they ran out of paper. There are reports of problems at polls in parts of Luzerne County. Voters tell us some machines ran out of paper. Newswatch 16's Chelsea Strube sent us this photo of people waiting in line to vote in Harvey's Lake. She tells us voters were filling out provisional ballots while a poll worker drove to Wilkes-Barre to get paper. I think that's ridiculous, especially since, what, it's open until 8 o'clock tonight? And they still can't find any paper? So nowhere to find paper. Good. Similar issues have been reported to our newsroom in Dorrance Township and Dallas Township. We have not heard back from election officials in Luzerne County. That's why they requested, you know, that judge, you know, to extend the vote, uh, the hours, you know. But, yeah, this other judge did. And, I mean, go figure, right? It's but, election day. Did they forget that there's people coming in? And this is a, one of the most polarizing times that there was going to be a huge influx of people coming in. So it's it's ridiculous that they ran out of papers. You had other states who ran out of, you know, uh, uh, printers, you know, uh, uh, ink and everything like that. So, again, I, I just it's sad because you can't say for sure, you know, and. I, I get it. You know, a lot of people, you know, uh, well, like you said, Phil, you know, well, there, go, there they go denying. But wait a minute. Just yesterday, so many people were convinced for sure that there was going to be this, uh, the, the big, uh, you know, uh, takeover, you know, and, and a lot of people were convinced the only way one of the parties could win is by cheating. Well, hmm. things didn't turn out the way everybody thought, but now you can't bring up cheating. Yeah, it's a double standard. It's hypocrisy. If you think this way, you're against democracy. And if and it happens to be one-sided. If you're on another party, you you must be those extreme election deniers. The whole denier, all, all that. I, I don't mind labels. I, I'm not afraid of labels, you know. Uh, but the thing is, it's really sad that election integrity is still being questioned. We didn't learn anything from 2020. We didn't learn anything from, you know, these past elections. You know, and that's the sad thing, because, look, we're still counting right now. At the point of this recording, we don't even know who took over the Congress or not. We don't even know if anybody clinched the Senate. For me, that doesn't matter. What's what? What's really sad is that we've lost, you know, uh, the the ability to say, okay, this person won for sure. We got a long way, Matt, you know, to go if we're going to clean this up. Yeah, and honestly, I think the best example of a state that's doing things right is is in the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. They instituted voter ID. They took away mass ballot harvesting. They took away sending out, you know, that's what it was, mass mail ballots as well, like we did here in California. And they're sending ballots to everybody. I knew somebody that registered their dog in the last election wow. cycle and they got a ballot in the mail. So there's a lot of issues here in the state of California. You could register your dog. You, I think all you need is an address and a name and you can get registered to vote here. So there's a lot of things. And I believe DeSantis put in, put in, into place a police force, an election police force. Wow. Yeah. Those are great, great things you bring up. But if you bring those up on social media, if you're bringing them up on on an interview, 
You don't even, they close their ears. They don't even want to talk about it. Don't even bring it up because that's too extreme to even discuss because it's a conspiracy theorist just for bringing it up. It's not, it's, it's not even like, let's investigate. Let's find out if that's true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's so many things. I think voter ID is like the most obvious. We have third world countries that have voter mm. ID. And I you know I was on the radio yesterday and one of the things that was mentioned is like, yeah, we we do live in the greatest country on earth, but we are a sick country right now. And there are things that need to be addressed in every single state. And that one should be voter ID right off the bat. You should be able to know who the person that is voting and that they are a citizen of this country. And if they are not, they should not be voting in this country at all. End of story, period. And we that's the easiest. You have to show an ID to go buy alcohol. You have to show ID for yeah, all these different things to, to get into yeah. a hotel, you know, to go get a tan at the tanning you know, the tanning bed, there's all these things you have to have an ID for, but to vote and to determine the elect, the direction of our country, no idea at all. It's, it's, it's really sad when you see other third world countries with voter ID and we're over here like, Oh yeah, we, we don't yeah. need voter ID. We just trust you. Yeah. yeah. And, and we see well, Loder, you say something right there. Well, I mean, you know, going back to, to that is, is the second amendment, right? You know, they, 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 they want me to show ID when I go purchase a gun and they want me to prove my identity, but they don't want that same security when it comes to picking the guy who can actually possibly take that right away from us. Amen. So, you know, so, so, and you, you point out a very uh, good point with, with Florida. It's amazing what happens when you have election integrity, you know, and, and I don't care which, which, which party affiliation here in California, man. Hey, if this, if California is, you know, election, you know, ha, has, you know, solid integrity, man, by all means, man, if, if Gavin wins, whoever wins, it doesn't matter as long yeah. as we can rest our hat on it and move on and make the most of what we, you know, what we're dealt. And we've seen that they're saying this is that there's a threat of democracy, like we said earlier. And, you know, if they vote Gavin Newsom in, which it looks like California, he's, he's won California. Hey, oh, that's yeah. what democracy is speaking. They voted for that. But if you didn't want to count every vote or investigate some some discrepancies that are coming up that are very valid. So speaking of DeSantis in Florida, we're talking about winners and losers. And now we're into the winners. He did win. He won a huge part of the county, 62 mm -hmm. out of 67 counties. And part of it they're saying is because he kept schools open he didn't shut down the state and the economy in the middle of of the pandemic so what do you guys response to that contributor all right right uh, to it well <laughs> i think there's a lot of things here of course desantis being one of the only competent governors in this entire country okay. <laughs> even though republicans are the majority when it comes to governors isn't that crazy i believe i don't remember exact number yeah. but i know there are majority republican governors in the country mm -hmm. but there's only very far and few between where there's Come actual on. good ones Come on. and so mass popularity giving people the opportunity to make their own decisions and be adults and i think that's a big big play in terms of keeping schools open, not falling for falling for the COVID malarkey, you know, Joe Biden's favorite hey, word, malarkey. malarkey. You're not falling for any of that. Come on, stuff. man. That's yeah, not his come favorite on. word. His favorite word is. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I like okay. that. And then lastly, I'd have to say is, I, um, is DeSantis with all the people moving to Florida, they had 900,000 plus Republican mm. voters that helped build the base for him there. And so Florida in the next election cycle is going to be very hard red for the presidential election. And I know with Trump announcing next week, I think that's going to be a pretty safe bet, a red bet, where typically in years past, it's been very 
you know, purple flip, flip, flippity floppity kind of thing. And so I'm really excited that, you know, the state of Florida had a beautiful red wave there and we had more of a red splash across the country. But, hey, let's not take away from all the local races as well that are going on. Yes. Yes. Hey, you know, it's worth noting for all Democrat friends out there. You know, this is we want to give equal opportunity for all winners in all sizes uh, on all all shapes all, and all, sizes. All no si- with all sides. <laughs> you know, we want to say congratulations to the new governor, actually the full-term governor now elect, the first woman governor elected in New York. Uh, man, it, it was a, that was a really heated. Uh, Wait, hold on, hold on, because because uh, uh, we I don't I know we're gonna go back to DeSantis. You know, and, and yes, congratulations to, oh, to, okay. to, okay. to uh, what's her name, Kathy Hoggle? Yes. Um, you know, to, to Gavin Newsom, who who won 60 minutes after the, the you know, the closure of the, the booths. You know, uh, congratulations to all of them. But I want to get back to this, uh, Matt, and I want to ask you about this. Because I just told uh, somebody two days ago that, man, I, I don't know what it is, but all of a sudden I'm kind of nervous about DeSantis. And... Um, you know, and they said, well, well, you know, he's, you know, but he, you know, he's the governor of Florida and he's, he's a Republican. Yeah. And, you know, he's against all this, you know, against the shutdowns. Yeah. He's, you know, he's against, you know, uh, the whole COVID restrictions. Yes. But that's in Florida. I'm not sure if he would be able to do that in, in, uh, in California. And so, so that was one thing until he became the media's darling you know, and, and how they're touting him now. So so now I'm even a little bit more nervous, you know, about mm-hmm. DeSantis, you know, and, and those like him, you know. So really, what, what's what's your thoughts? Okay. You. I, I'm with you, Lodo, on that. I know it sounds very unpopular because I love DeSantis. He is I, a great governor. Yeah, he yeah, is a yeah. great example yes, yeah. for every other governor in this mm-hmm. country. You know, Gavin Newsom, get your notepad out and start writing some stuff down. But mm-hmm. he doesn't really care. He's looking to maybe run for president. Yes. So he doesn't really care about the people of California. That's Pelosi's nephew right there, right? Yeah, there's going to yeah. be a very mm-hmm. big fight at the family table because, you know, Kamala's kind of felt like she's got left out. Of mm-hmm. course, Gavin Newsom being the nephew. Yes. Hey, when's my time? You know, he's ready for His that turn. that higher power. He's like, how did Kamala get in front of me for VP? Mm-hmm. And so um, my take on that is, yes, DeSantis, you know, great governor for him becoming the media's darling. I think the reason that has become a lot more prevalent in the news media is because he's not Trump. Mm-hmm. And if it means hitting Trump against DeSantis to yes. get rid of Trump, they are going to do it. That's why he's still on Twitter. They haven't gone after him hard. He's still getting covered by mainstream media because he's somebody that's cut from the same cloth yeah. as the establishment. This is a, this is a guy that's been raised for politics and, you know, he's been, he's been in office. He says the right things. He's great. His voting record is, is average, okay. but yeah. he has those media clips and it's like, boom, look at DeSantis. He did this mm-hmm. and mainstream media is covering it, but yet Trump can't be on Twitter. Trump's they pretty much have blacked him out on pretty much every single yeah. app. And luckily he'll be back on Twitter probably by the end of the year, which I'm really excited. That'll be like the best Christmas present ever. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, okay. but yeah, I think there's a lot of things to look at DeSantis. That's how you real feel, bro. Okay. Yeah. So you can go. DeSantis is not as scary as Trump. Trump is the most unique political figure in the history of our country. He's a guy that Good nobody point. knows how to attack. He was self-funded. He said mm-hmm. everything that he wanted to say and put it out there. He took the PC culture, you know, you know, threw it out the window and started talking about the issues that the American people wanted to talk about and thought were off the table for tons of time. Yeah. You know, there was probably what two decades where, you know, you couldn't question, you know, the war in the Middle East. You couldn't question immigration. You couldn't question. Yeah. You know, we, we talked about like the medical, you know, big pharma. But to have somebody go in there to like, 
hey, we're going to go make, you know, you know, Mexico pay for the wall. We're going to ha- make you do all of these different things yeah, and, he and keep people to, accountable. He busts into Martha Vineyard. He, so he, he set up, like, I, I know you guys are for, you like oh, him, yeah. but I know, I hear, I hear what you're saying in the sentiments of like what the media is doing. I think media yeah. uh, and that, I mean, you go on and on with DeSantis and uh, I like that he made Disney do things that say we're not going to endorse uh, a lot oh, of I issues. think he's done so many great things. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, I think that's not to take away from DeSantis. It's just one of those things that, hey, we kind of have to watch him. He's cut from the same politician cloth as many of the people in the establishment. Yes, he's saying the right things, but what politician isn't going to say the right things when he's popular in his state? And yeah. Lodo yes. mentioned he's in now a pretty much heavy lean Republican state. Ruby now. Red. Yeah, a, almost a million new voters in the state yeah. of Florida. And it's like, wow. Everybody's moving there. Where, yeah. where where are the top locations, Loda, that you hear people yeah, moving that, to? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I mean, there's t- definitely Tampa, Miami just turned you know super red. Um, to to CNN and NBC's you know you know surprise or their <laughs> shock, you know, and it also didn't miss me that you know Car- Carrie Lake too. You know, she's getting tons of media out to her events. You know, and we all know Trump loves the cameras. Trump loves you know. So I I can already see them laying down the wedges. You know, laying down you know everything that they, the the hatchets and all that, and just hoping and hoping and hoping and hoping. You know that um that that either DeSantis or Carrie Lake will pick up the hatchet. You know if yeah. they, if they want to take a shot at the presidency. I I got I got one that would just blow this thing out of the water. If if uh, let's say DeSantis runs, how is he going to come for Trump? I'll let you start it. Yeah, I think he's going to throw the jab at him. Uh, that's where I was going to go to. Mm-hmm. That was the first issue right off the bat. The vaccine was one of the big issues. And I think Trump corrected himself because he is a populist and he will listen to what you're saying. Yeah. And actually, I was talking to a good friend on the phone not too long ago today. And one of the things we talked about is the thing with Trump. And the great thing about Trump is Trump listens to the base. Because he is one of the, he is a big he narcissist. Is, yeah. He mm-hmm. loves what people think mm-hmm. and he loves being popular. That's part of being a populist is listening Fantastic. to the people. Yeah. So when you, when he yeah. had the jab, that was very like wildly unpopular. And so people push back on that. Yeah. Guess what yeah. happened? Trump said, Hey, I'm not going to talk about this anymore at my rallies. I don't want to get booed. Mm-hmm. So he's able to conform to what the people want. I don't know if we're going to get that from DeSantis. And I think that's what makes Trump a more popular yes. pick. And I think that he's going to come after that. But at least Trump changed a little bit more because think about it. It was Trump's. He put the whole thing, you know, Operation Warp Speed together. Mm-hmm. It was his creation. So it's like, wow, this is mine, you know, mm-hmm. and he was touting it. And people are like, nah, that ain't it, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've seen him try to ride the middle in a rally and say well, it was a great, beautiful. He he, he got it out fast. The he authorized it, but he will say, I believe in freedom too. You have a choice. And I think that's what, and just kind of segueing back to, to mm-hmm. DeSantis in, in the way of, of this, that party doesn't matter what it seems to me. We're hearing some reports that we're hearing some reports that Democrats and independents even voted. Uh, that's why 62 counties out of 67. Plus a lot of people are moving over there. <laughs> you can't, you know, take that out, but, 62 counties is huge. That means Democrats voted for him. Independents voted for him. The, the final thing I'll say is um, I, I think without a Trump, we wouldn't have this version of DeSantis. Oh, amen. And we he's, also he's wouldn't a Trump. Have, he, I would put yes. him in the Trump class of politicians. Because yes. remember when, he, yeah. when DeSantis started really coming out against the media? Mm-hmm. People were like, he's like Trump. Yes. Without Trump. Yeah. Yeah. The Trumpism. Yeah. The Trumpism. Yeah. Because Trump's yeah. a person. You can't yeah. have Trumpism without Trump. And I think that's mm-hmm. the biggest. And the thing. American First movement yeah. is is really gaining traction all these years now, and 
And it's becoming a huge thing, but mm-hmm. we want to move on because the time, yep. a lot of winners in the governor race is worth noting. You mentioned Kerry Lake. We're, we're mm-hmm. seeing that. So it looks like a possibility she's going to win. We're still counting, but we make that counting? prediction. We're making that prediction here on Overflow. He, I, yes. I, she made the prediction herself this morning. She believes she's going to win big, and I think so too. Yep. And hopefully Blake Masters along. It's a long shot, but hopefully on Saturday morning. Carrie yeah. Lake's the new governor of Arizona. Oh yeah, and she, I love. I saw a soundbite just saying that she is going to go after the media and just hold Either them accountable. So I love that. And then going back again, we want to. I know we congratulated again, uh, mm-hmm. New York governor, and uh, it's very surprising. Some are saying because the the, the crime rate wins, yeah. is so huge. Mm-hmm. Hey, they voted. They voted for her. Maybe it's all fair and balanced, <laughs> but we'll see. But uh, now. It's happened again. Stacey Abrams ran, but Camp won the state of Georgia. Yeah. Anybody want to comment on Camp winning? I just want to applaud Stacey Abrams for actually conceding this time yeah. and not holding out for voter suppression and cheating and all this other stuff because she didn't. I don't think she's even conceded. Right. She never conceded the in the race one. in the previous yeah. race. Yeah. She never conceded that race. She was just a different conceded. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay, but I know that, uh, you know, she will say she never denied elections. She's not an election <laughs> denier, but okay, that's a whole different thing. But you know what? I like Stacey Abrams because Oprah likes Stacey Abrams. So that, anyways. Okay. <laughs> nice segue, bro. Uh, wow. So uh, speaking of yeah. Oprah and that talks, uh, she represents the endorsement yeah. power yeah. of the Democrat Party. And again, there's both sides. Nothing wrong with endorsements. People endorse all the time. But they brought out the last second. I mean, Obama came to the rescue he, to a lot of the the ones that even the Fetterman one that we brought up. So any thoughts on now? I'm going to list some here. Some big endorsements. Obama. Oprah, we just mentioned Trump, of course. Talk about Trump. But what about the media? Is the media endorsing candidates now without saying they're endorsing? Well, I think that's been kind of stated obvious since mm-hmm. 2016. Yeah. Come on, like election night. The fact that there were so many meltdowns, remember CNN, NBC, you know, CBS, all of these major networks, complete meltdowns. Sometimes I go back and watch that because they were so like terrified of Trump being the leader of the free world. And I think they endorse because of the way that they spin things. All the polling and everything is always there's always a lean. Um, A good example of this was ABC News Mm -hmm. leading up to the election. Everything in terms of Nancy Pelosi, every single day on ABC, they were spinning. Everything was negative. And I was watching it because I'm curious to the way that they're going to spin the news. And it's good to see some opposition research. And each day, the story was Nancy Pelosi's husband for four days in a row with the news spin until the storms and all this stuff happened. And then the other thing was all against Herschel Walker, anti-Republican rhetoric, all the whole ABC News up to the election. So they endorse it's because and I think this is kind of obvious for most people that are conservative Republican know that things, you know, aren't that of course, CNN plus being a failure this year. I think the American people are waking up that none of these news outlets are mm. for them. They're yeah. against them. And I think that's the way that they endorse. It's silly to deny that now, but I think, I think a good question is does endorsement have impact when it comes to elections? And and I, for one, think that it definitely does. I mean, we see, you know, what happened with these races, you know, when all these people came in that you named Philville, yeah. You know, with the, or Obama, you know, Oprah, you know, Trump, you know, I mean, look at Trump, man. I mean, the guy has the best endorsement record in the history of America. Yeah. And we, you know, we're talking earlier. Uh, I think we had a great Bible study this morning, by the way, great breakfast. Well, we were talking earlier that maybe 
Oprah and Obama had a really key factor to push things past the finish line with, with Fetterman and others because you were there. Some things are so close. I forget which, what election it was. And it was just like a few thousand votes that could have made the, made a big difference. Right. Yes, definitely. I think so. Okay. Yeah. I just, I'm kind of curious how the phone call went down. They're all it's the Brock on the phone and he's all, Hey Brock, I think we need your endorsement. Joe's calling. And he goes, Oh wait. Uh, oh, what? What's going on? Oh, I need the endorsement. Oh, we need Fetterman. Oh, uh, sure. I'll maybe do the endorsement. Oh, but I don't know. Fetterman <laughs> can't speak as good as I can, but I guess I, I guess I'll go out and endorse him. Uh, so, okay. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know how that conversation went down, but I, I don't even know if Obama would have survived today's climate. No. In today's, there's, it's no. so crazy today considering that. Now you can get elected and you can be in your basement for like a whole year before the election. Mm -hmm. And then you have Fetterman who can't even say anything and in anything articulate to say the least. Lived in the basement. I had Dinesh Souza, man. He was like, man, Fetterman shouldn't even be running in an election. He should be in the Special Olympics. Mm -hmm. I was like, whoa. I was uh, like, dang. Yeah, well, we want to keep it. Yeah, we we don't say that. But, you know, we wish him the best. We're praying for him. I I do want to say, though, in post Roe v. Wade, America, you know, we, I, honestly, I see the, the plus side. There was four states, but the media is making it seem like a bunch in California, Michigan, Vermont. Uh, there were in Kentucky. They proposed amendments to state constitutions saying there was neither a right to abortion nor a requirement for the state to fund the procedure. So there were some wins in some states. And here in California, there is Prop 1 and we're calling it uh, the evil Prop 1. Uh, Matt, I know you have a lot to say about that. Yeah, and it just says a lot about the state of California. And Gavin Newsom's been campaigning for our state all across the country. And I think that kind of leans into his presidential bid for 2024 about, hey, come to California to kill your babies. And it's just put it out there. This proposition is to make it easier to murder a child in this country. For those of that are not very familiar, what is Prop 1? Prop one is allowing post-birth abortions. And like you said, adding it to the state constitution to make it a constitutional yes. right. If that's the, the way I read that. Yeah. And it's worth noting that Gavin Newsom actually paid for billboards in other states to let them know that abortions are happening. Yeah, here There was a billboard. I just got a picture of a couple of days ago, made me sick. And it said, Oh, need an abortion. We got you. The state of California. Oh, that's that's a thing that really is disappointing about the state of California. This used to be the golden state used to be able to go, man, I want to go to San Francisco to like go and tour the city or go to Los Angeles for Hollywood. All these different things. Come to California, spend money here. And now everything is literal. You have urban campers in San Francisco, L.A. You have tent cities. Nobody ever wants to go to San Francisco, L.A. anymore. You kind of go down there reluctantly yeah. to maybe go see the Los Angeles Rams or the Dodgers or any of our athletic teams down there. And even up in the Bay, nobody. That's the only thing. That's the only draw. But now we're advertising like, hey, come here and murder your baby. OK, another another proposition. California voters, the L.A. Times is reporting California voters approve ban on sale of flavored tobacco products. Lodo, I know you get real keen on a lot of those cotton candy ones, but uh, what are your thoughts on the flavored vapes? Hold it. <laughs> really? OK, <laughs> this is the real right here. <laughs> I just picturing your testimony, <laughs> but Matt. Do you have do you have uh, any any information on the props and all that? Yeah, so prop. I think that was prop thirty one. Yeah. yeah, 
So Prop 31 was the one over flavored tobacco to ban products that were targeted at kids. So anything with flavorings on it, I think it was like a 75-25 vote. I saw that as kind of like a measure Z for Fresno, you know, for funding our zoo. It's kind of like where it's going to be wildly popular. And I know it was one of the things that with the tobacco products. And it was interesting because I had friends texting me back and forth because it was between the sports betting. And of course, a lot of the Republican Mm-hmm. You know, voter things were no on pretty much everything. So people were like, oh, yeah, we're going to have sports betting here. And so these were like wildly, you know, contested props. And this one was one that I felt like was going to be very overwhelmingly. Yes. Even though it's, you know, another government regulation on a company. Yeah. But when you look at it, it was kind of like, you know, they're just going to ban another product, which in my opinion is going to start an underground market for these products. So they're not going to have flavored stuff. They're still going to have the regular nicotine. Mm-hmm you know, vapes and e-cigarettes and stuff, just you won't be able to have the flavors. So I don't know. I think there's still going to be an underground market and we already Mm -hmm. have enough of a big drug problem as it is with fentanyl Mm -hmm. being a rising issue in this country. And yeah, I think it's quite interesting. Well, you know, I'm a little mixed on this one here. I mean, I, I don't, smoking's bad, vaping, all these different things. I personally feel like, you know, for my faith or for a lot of different reasons why you shouldn't be vaping. And especially we don't want kids vaping and, and, and going to those things. But saying that when you start telling, start telling a company what they can or cannot sell, I think it's a slippery slope. And I, I'm grateful that we're trying to protect kids and we're going to continue trying to do that. But I think, is that the parent's job? And also to the stores, are they, why are they selling those things? I mean, to minors, I think there should be um Well, it's already illegal to buy vapes and cigarettes. It's just that people are buying for it. And I think it's just part of the nanny state. It's Mm -hmm. it's everything that we have. You Mm -hmm. know, the reason why we have speeding and seatbelt laws is because, you know, one, to keep people safe, but because they don't trust us to do it ourselves. So they're going to have to do it. So this is another example of, you know, big government taking care of us. Oh, we're going to ban this because it's bad for you. It's like with with, it's prohibition Mm -hmm. with alcohol. They're going to continue to like, oh, well, we know how to run your life better than you do. And of course, you know, big tobacco was, of course, opposing this. And honestly, cigarettes are better than vapes nowadays because I've had multiple people that I know gone and seen the ramifications of vaping long term in terms of lungs and, you know, cancer and all these other things that. But yeah, yeah, it's like you said, it's it's a touchy thing because you want to protect the kids. And I think that's why it's 75, 25. I totally get it, Lodo. But yeah, I remember the time you were the times when they outlawed seatbelts, outlawed cell phones and. Uh, all these, all these different things. They're always trying to regulate all these small little details in our lives. Uh, all I have to say, all you smokers, vapors out there, be a man. Just be a man. Like, like, be a man. What's with this smoking fruits and fruity stuff and you know strawberries <laughs> and cotton, cotton candy and dude, if you're gonna do it, just, just oh, be no. a man. That's, needs, we need the. That's my advice. Club. You know, that's my advice. You know, and, and thank you guys for blazing right through those props. Hey, you know what I. I Matai, your son off camera right now is saying that we have a message from my pager. Hold on a second. Pager. You just killed a joke to put up another joke. <laughs> wow. I just I just said thank you for blazing, blazing right through, through the props. Yeah. yeah and blazing. The props. I was trying to <laughs> Oh man. You guys are bad. Oh <laughs> You guys are as bad as corn pop. Corn pop. Oh. Oh, corny man. pops. Yeah, that was corny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You know, one thing that we all learned, you know, well, if we're paying attention about this election is that all election is still very local. Phil, what do we have next? 
what we have is there's been some shakeups here in the school board and some predictions that didn't come true. Some predictions that did come true. Yep. But we have a contributor here, Matt White, yes. who has been in the trenches there at KXEX. And Damn. he's been having an ear to uh, what's going on there in, in here in Fresno County area. So what can you say? Speak to the local election a little bit. So I know in my district, I had Dina Combs Flores win her seat for Clovis Unified School Board, mm. which is only an improvement on the on the current school board. A net positive, especially after keeping the kids masked for as long as they did in Clovis, especially being known for it's a way of life. Um, I don't have all the results for all the Clovis City Council in terms of that. But on the Fresno side, we did see Terry Sladek unseated by Susan Withdrup. Not too happy about that because it's a net negative on that side of things because we saw Susan Withdrup pay to play with especially a semi being her boyfriend and throwing a lot of money, the most money in any school board race in history in terms of these elections here. I think over $100,000 was poured into this race and she pretty much had every single endorsement. Was she a great candidate? Not really, but she had everybody in Fresno behind her because of her boyfriend, Asemi at GV Wire, including, I know, Jerry Uh, Dyer, uh Margaret Mims, Steve Brandau, Alan Autry. We had all these names behind this. And, you know, look at what the result was. It was very lopsided. And it really, like I said, a net negative because who loses in this is, you know, the students. We're talking about a district that's bottom 5% in the nation. Our kids can't write. They can't read. They can't do the basic fundamentals. And so we're losing a fighter on the school board, which was Terry Sladek. You know, love him or hate him. He was doing the work in Fresno Unified. And I guess the voters chose the other way. We're talking about a candidate that was walking with Valley Forward, a radical leftist organization. So that's the way, you know, they just opened the door for all of the stuff we've seen nationally. Mm. All the stuff we've seen with drag shows on campuses. This is opening the door to all of this in Fresno Unified. And we'll hopefully maybe see maybe Karen Steed flipping the Viva Eastless race. I know that was really close. I think that was the biggest, I think, surprise of the night was 25 votes separating the two. Yes. And hopefully, if we see a recount there, that yeah. Karen Steed can at least be a voice mm. of reason on the school board. But again, it's going to be one seat again versus the other six radicals. And the next election cycle, we'll see some more seats up for grabs. And hopefully... This time around, yeah. there could be some cohesiveness for mm. school board around one candidate so that there can be effective change there. If I, if I may ask, if somebody's, what were the top issues for voters this year locally? Mm. Well, I think the first one, of course, is safety. We talked about Fresno Unified getting lots of gun threats this year, and especially with the current board uh, choosing to get rid of police officers on campuses. And they barely decided, I think, at some of the schools to decide to put police officers back. But for a while, you know, with the anti police movement, in this country, hey, let's pull off these cops on campuses and not be able to react to threats on a campus. We saw that. I think safety is one of the other things. The next thing is, of course, I think the number one of them all is, of course, student success. Fresno Unified is graduating students at a higher rate than they ever have before. 85% of students of Fresno Unified are graduating. Mm. 15% drop out. They physically go into the office, fill out the paperwork, and drop out. That means that nobody is failing or being held back in Fresno Unified. Parents are seeing that when their students aren't able, they're taking remedial courses going to college. They're not being successful at the college level. So what ends up happening? They drop out of college. They're coming back home. They're working minimum wage jobs. And and then the other option is if they're not even getting a minimum wage job, they're choosing a life of crime or other options. And that leads, of course, to poverty, you know, homelessness. And that's where Fresno Unified is sending students up. So I think that was another student success, I think was probably one of the biggest issues. 
And then, of course, a lot of the issues that we see nationally is just the over-sexualization of children. Mm-hmm. I think we saw that with drag shows, that shouldn't be unacceptable in the district. I was hoping to see a little bit more of a turnout in the Fresno Unified School Board race. I think Susan's race was the most turnout because of the people that were endorsing yeah. her as a candidate. And it was more, like I said, a pay-to-play, which is unacceptable for a school board that should be not political, but is always going to be political. But we'll see where the direction of it goes and hopefully we have some fighters in this next election i know a couple people that are already considering running and election starts today so can you speak to how splitting the vote impacted fresno county yes i think that was very like relevant in this race particularly because we had multiple candidates in each race a lot of conservatives hopping into a race which did split the vote which again democrats are going to cross the finish line a hundred percent of the time If there's three or four or five Republicans in a race, we saw that specifically in the Valerie Davis race, a lot of great candidates running in that race, but it was split up and great candidates. Yeah. Yeah. Great candidates. I loved a lot of the candidates that ran for Fresno Unified School Board. Their hearts, you know, were for the children and for the right cause. But the thing is, when you're going against an incumbent name ID is particularly important, you know, being able to have funding, of course, like we said, Susan was over a hundred thousand dollars fundraise. And I think it was probably more than probably double. And of course, that's the next thing. But I think in terms of voting, I think that's a big issue. And then, like I said, school board, these elections are decided by a couple hundred votes, sometimes 20 votes, 10 votes. I have have an election that I've been watching out in Visalia Unified, uh, Paul Belt. He's up by 10 votes, looking to flip a seat there. (laughs) One of the fighters there, and they're looking at that's potential recount territory. But right now he's in the lead. So I'm very hopeful that he'll pull victory out there. But in a lot of other races, that's the same thing. These races are not heavily voted on, but this is directly impacting your students. And I think the next election cycle, there has to be a more of a push to say like, hey, parents, come out and vote in these races because each district varied. Like Susan had 11,000 votes, but McLean had 3,000 votes. Mm. And they're all decided by, like I said, a couple hundred votes, sometimes yeah. as less as 10, even one. Man, Matt, you know, I, I, I'm really grateful because I think everybody's starting to see, you know, the, just the depth of wisdom and experience that you have, you know, concerning uh, local politics. It's so encouraging, brother, you know, because you're young and everything. And we have to tell Guillermo Moreno, thank you so much, brother, for allowing us to borrow yes. your senior reporter of KXEX, <laughs> the best talk in town. But stay right there. You can't take a nap yet, Matt. We're not done yet. Do you have an update for us uh, as far as Congress and the Senate and where we are? Yeah, well, right now, the one race that I've been paying attention closely to is the Michael Marr election. I think it's about 45 to 4,700 votes right there. And it's really tight. This has been the first time that Costa's actually had an opponent probably since Johnny Teixeira, which actually he won and was about to be, you know, put into office. And then they called him back and said, actually, Jim Costa won in a recount. So they found some ballots. They always find a way. And actually, was a celebration. He was going to D.C. Ballots. Yeah, so lost ballots, and that's why Jim Costa's been in office for so long. So this is a, I'm glad to see Michael Marr trending in a good direction. He had a awesome. good drop last night, which was, you know, wasn't the greatest start, but yeah. the fact that he's within 5,000 votes is really strong this late in the race, and we'll see as more drop there. I know Valadeo has taken, I think, a four- to five-point lead, so he's continuing. Yeah, He will come in. I don't know if he's going to be as popular in 24, so he's going to really have to work hard I think in 24 to get reelected mm, again. Yes. And then I believe the other race was, I know a couple others. I know Tim McClintock won, Kevin McCarthy oh, won, wow. and a couple others as well. I'm trying to think of the last one. It was very contentious. Yeah. I think it was the one, it's the new kind of Kevin McCarthy district as well. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's the one down south. 
But, no, no, uh, that, no, I think that is a Rudy Salas. It's a Rudy Salas. Rudy Salas yes. So we'll see Valadeo back in office. But yeah, that's what I got in terms of updates right off the top of my head. Awesome. Thank you for that, man. Michael, I got to meet him personally, man. Love Michael Mario. Great story. Amazing Good guy, friend. man. You know, and I think if he gets the, the honor of, of serving in the public office, he'll do amazing. Um, Philville, you know, uh, we're, we're definitely uh, not, not done yet. We got a few more things. Yeah, we want to just go around to the table here and just ask here the overflow panel. What Looking back at the election before we go to the next thing is what is the good, bad, and the ugly, your takeaway from this election? Let's start with our contributor. I think there's a lot of positives and negatives in this election, but I think everything, of course, is turning to 24. I think Republicans were expecting the red wave. We saw the memes, all the energy around the red wave. And like you said, it was more of a splash, but I am very optimistic because what I saw and what impacts us the most, of course, is our local politics. We're always going to have our, our national politics in terms of these offices, but where it may, the most impact happens is at the local level. People that I really enjoy seeing, of course, I mentioned earlier, Paul Belt and Visalia Unified. He is going to be a great school board member. Another person that I saw was in Porterville City Council. This was a guy that his daughter was expelled at one of the middle schools in Tulare County and for not wearing a mask. Oh. He took yeah. that and said, hey, I'm going to homeschool my daughter and I'm going to run for city council and win. And he wow. did just that. He won a 60 to 40 victory wow. Great story. in yeah. Porterville. So congratulations, Greg. I know he was a fighter out there. And ever since he he ran and I think he even got the endorsement of Kevin McCarthy for a city council race in Jeez. Porterville. Nash, in yeah. Porterville, national, a national local. endorsement yeah. for yeah. a local race. And it just goes to show, yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of Kevin McCarthy, but having that kind of firepower behind you and just taking it 60 to 40. Greg, really proud of you. I know you were out there awesome. knocking doors from day one and working hard. So shout out there. And, you know, the whole unmasked Tulare County group out there that's put together a great group of candidates that are winning. And that's where I think the positives are is in the local elections. Of course, Dina you know, Combs joining the Clovis Unified School Board. She's going to be big. And yeah, I think that's the positives. And then the negatives, wish we would have had some more, you know, wins, you know, in Fresno Unified. I think there was, I was looking for some wins. We might see Karen Steed. So there was a lot of little pieces of hope, you know, for the next election cycle, but I'm excited for 2024 already. You know, we got two years, but I feel it's already beginning. Yeah, for me, I'm going to keep my wrist really short, and but I think it's important one is we talked about Prop 1. Uh, just the more, I didn't like, talking about it but it's worth noting that that's just it's just straight evil the the thing that they're pushing we never thought on either the right or the left would promote this and it will be rather it will be voted in but that's the state we're in we're uh, my wife is always telling me we need to move out of california but i love the words of the wisdom from our pastor will say well who's gonna be a light in california so i think that's what we're here to do Hey, and, and, and God always wins in the end. Come on. That's yes. the one thing Thank we have to hold, Lord. you know, as our, as our faith is God's going to win the Amen. battle in the end. So, you know, we're fighting evil here and we have to reject that and, and keep fighting because, yeah. you know, we can turn this thing around. So we just got to keep up the fight. Yeah. And of Amen. course, as far as the good is just, uh, I'm liking to see what we're at least probably win the, the house for those of us that are a little more conservative again, for our Democrat friends or a little who vote the other way. Hey, I know that you're out there. You you believe uh, what you believe, but there's many of you taking a stand with us. I think there's issues that we can find common ground on. And, and so can I add on that? Yeah. And the one thing is, that's the one thing with the Republican Party as conservatives, is you may not think it's the best thing, but you know the things that we bring forth, it's actually going to help. You're going to benefit too. That's the one thing that yeah. a lot of things aren't mentioned is like, oh, it's Republican, Democrat. But ultimately, you know, we're 
or you making your own decision making and actually yeah. will benefit you too. It's not going to hurt you. You know, cost of living is already through the roof. It can't get mm. any worse, right? Inflation's <laughs> through the roof. You know, we're looking to address those issues on our side yeah. and bring you in, bring you into the family. We're not the evil bigot, you know, racist, all these different things <laughs> yeah. that they try to label us we as. Believe I in, think. Yeah, rigorous, rigorous debate. We're looking forward to that discussion. Hopefully we don't shut down speech. We just have more free speech. And Lola, what's your good, bad, and the ugly? I just have a good. Okay. To be honest, you know, uh, well, you know, the ugly, I think um, our kids, mm. very, very concerned about our kids. You know, it's, uh, it's, um, I really hope that we get out of this whole over sexualizing them and just putting in a very dangerous situation. But my, my big win is Fetterman. It's Fetterman. Here's a man who suffered a stroke. Here's a man that, uh, you know, uh, man, I mean, they called him the dead man walking, you know, but he pushed and he did everything that he could, you know. And so that might surprise a lot of you, you know, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm serious. You know, he he, he faced a very, very, very um, life threatening, you know, uh, situation. The guy almost died, but he came back from the dead. And he actually got, you know, across the finish line. Now, I know that that can be questioned, you know, uh, and all of that. But he's stuck in a race and he finished. And I just hope, you know, in this post-election, you know, time that we're able just to take some of the lessons because that's what you do. Whether it's win or loss for, for whoever it is, the most important thing you can do with either of those is take lessons. Is take lessons, you know. And so one lesson that, man, I, I would encourage everybody Especially with Fetterman here, you know, um, and who knows? Again, with the whole election thing, it might they, we might have different news next week. But that man, at least he's he, he's he's stuck in a race. He gave it his all, and he actually won. So, I think you know, if if we take that, we can at least all you know um, have a collect, collectible win. And then there's always the next election. This is a little different. Stepping away from politics for for a minute here, and since we have a contributor, we're going to have him chime in on some topics that are not affiliated with voting but unless you vote i want to have you vote right now are you more marvel or dc marvel marvel i'm i'm sorry man just kidding oh <laughs> I, man I, I didn't DC. realize i was going into the dc den <laughs> yes. but i should be kind of obvious by what's in here <laughs> yes 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 you can see right here on my right shoulder what's taking place but i don't know if, do you enjoy dc movies sometimes or yeah i watch them from time to time, oh, time it's funny it's funny because he was all like yeah all these different things and i'm like over here like yeah you <laughs> well, know phil I got some uh, good news for those of our Batman fans, but specifically the Ben Affleck Batman. Uh, it was reported in the summer that he was going to be part of Aquaman 2 as a cameo, at least. But he's going to be on the uh, movie Blue Beetle. It's going to be released from the star from Cobra Kai. What's his name? Uh, Miguel, right? The, the actor. Yeah, the character's actress. Name. The character's name. Yeah. So he's going to be Batman. Ben Affleck. Batman's going to be in the Blue Beetle movie. You guys excited about that? Or you guys? Uh, oh, you guys like what? <laughs> <laughs> Crickets. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I can celebrate all by myself. Just me and my wife's a DC person. So we're going to enjoy that. But yeah, I'm, there I'm you glad, go. glad for that. Nice. All right. And so, and also too, you know, again, we talked about it earlier in the election portion, but, uh, you know, the view. Is it's continuing just having a, a fit, a fit because, uh, of course, there's the exodus is, is continuing. Whoopi Goldberg and others are quitting. What do you say to those, Matt, about quitting? People are quitting t Twitter because of Elon Musk. That's a great thing. <laughs> the, the, the stuff that was out there, you know, I, I'm assuming you saw Kathy Griffiths got uh, kicked off Twitter yes, already. She what, was yeah. she was booted. And honestly, I heard about the whole paid blue check mark. They came out with the mm -hmm. solution today, of course, doing the gray check mark yeah. as a new update for that. But, you know, 
let them choose if they want to be on Twitter or not. That is a public sphere now, like being able to, you know, be out and speak, you know, the new town hall. So if they don't want to be a part of it, you know, let them choose that. I hopefully we don't have an echo chamber. I, I think they'll be back though. This is just to make a statement. And then three months from now, not even that a month from now, when this isn't in the news, they're going to slide back on and nobody's even going to question it. So yeah. that's my take on that. Okay. Yeah. You, you, you know what I say? Don't let the, Lord, you know, don't let the door hit you with the good Lord split you. But, but, but I, I, I want to talk to the ladies, though. Ladies, 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 ladies. If you have a man that you're interested in and you want that man to, like, think the best of you, do not let him walk in on you watching The View. Don't bring up The View because then I'm going to tell you something. The preach, View Lolo, preach. is like every man's worst nightmare come true. So if you want to <laughs> score the points, turn that thing off. But that's your choice. And this is America. And we get our freedom of choice. It's so crazy how they become like like the poster child for like what the left is. And I don't think that is true. True. They have a small percentage of the media. And there's there's podcasts. God willing on us one day have so many listeners way more than th- that show. But anyways, that's just my little take there. Yeah. It's quite interesting. And it's fun to see when you see independent media creators mm-hmm. taking on the big established, you know, ones just being able to say like, Hey, but I think a lot of people just aren't watching the view anymore. I, it's more of like comedy for me. It's like, you <laughs> see the clips, it's great stuff because you're saying stuff. You're like, what, what's going on? Like it's so out of this world. Like they live in a total different echo chamber and they don't know what's going on and that's it for it's your news makers and breakers so matt you know there's no getting around how young you are bro and i'm very impressed and blessed brother that you are so engaged and involved but not everyone you know your peers you know are so can can you can you talk to that to the other matt who's not so engaged or involved I would just say if you're out there and you don't know what's going on, I'd say stay informed, do your homework and actually, you know, be a dissenter. You know, if you are kind of going with the mob and you're just believing every single thing in the media and what you read on Twitter, just go out and be able to like challenge the status quo. We live in such an interesting time in our country to be able to, you know, we're fighting to take our country back. Our country is not in the best shape right now. And that's you know, part of the allure of Donald Trump, you know, make America great again. We're in a poor spot, but you can be on the front lines fighting for, you know, the issues that really mean something to you and, you know, being engaged, you know, we only live one life. So get out and be engaged. And if that's just, you know, registering to vote, doing the first thing, a lot of people my age aren't registered to vote. So go out, get registered to vote, go join a local campaign, get to know how our system works. A lot of people don't even know what's going on in our political world. So you know, go out, get involved, you know, join a club, find some way just to stay informed about what's going on. And it's never too late to get started. And that's awesome, brother. That's awesome. And, you know, I just want to encourage everybody again, that goes for Republic, Democrat, independent, whatever, whatever party you choose to affiliate yourself with, you know, but get out there and get active and get involved because that's when America is at its best, when all Americans are involved and engaged, you know, but ultimately, Philville, you know, we all know this, Matt, you know, that it's not a party that's going to save this country yeah. to, to tomorrow, bro. Today, in fact, we, we go right back, you know, and there's things that Republicans can't fix. There's things that Democrats can, or independents or Green Party can't fix. They can't fix, you know, a kid that's standing in front of us broken because they don't know where to find hope. They can't fix, you know, the mom down the street from us who's trying to figure out how to pay bills and all that. But you can. We can. 
So let us get out there and bring out the best Americans in America. And let's start with page number one. Love your neighbor as yourself. When we start doing that, just like Matt said, we're going to start winning our country back. What a great show. And Matt, it's great having you on from the camera, behind the camera, back in front of the camera. And look forward to more opportunities with other contributors on future episodes. But again, thank you for joining Overflow EXT Podcast. We look forward to continue the conversation next week and each and every week. And again, we'll see you. Photo. Well, I, like, like you said, we're going to have more contributors. But Philip, I think we already found our favorite one. All right. Thank you all. Oh, thanks, guys. You've been listening to Overflow, the extended conversation, obliterating social norms, and overrunning the cultural corrosion with righteous rhetoric and common sense. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on social media at Overflow EXT. Lord bless, and we'll see you next time on Overflow, the extended conversation.